Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another encouraging moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about standing strong, take refuge in the Lord. Well, what a great day it's going to be for us today, a great message the Lord has given. I want you to remember to always go to EncouragingMoments.com, where we have special free resources that you can use in your daily walk with Jesus Christ, and we're so excited about our new website that we've redone, and it just looks so wonderful. Thank you to my son, Robert Williams III, who actually did all of the work on our website and brought it up to today's standards, and it's really easy to use. You'll love it. Many people are giving us great reviews on our website. Go in there and sign up for our free newsletter. You will love the newsletter. It's a free newsletter, and I try to talk to you weekly, and maybe pretty soon we're going to be sending out an email to you every day for encouragement from Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Also, my new book, 52 Encouraging Moments, is out, and you can get it on Amazon.com, you can get it at EncouragingMoments.com, or you can go to BarnesandNoble.com and buy Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. It's selling really quickly, and it's going to be a great gift for Christmas this year when you can buy one of these books and give the blessing of the Lord to someone. And in the meantime, it helps support this ministry to help us bring you more programming. Well, let's get started in the Lord. Let us have some prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I thank you for those that are listening today that, Lord, this would be a blessing. This would be an inspiration and encouragement to their life that they could stand strong and take refuge in the Lord. What a great message you have today. Lord, anything from my heart and anything from my lips, let it be glorifying to you, Lord, and just encouraging and inspiring to our audience. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I hope you have your Bible with you today. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 6, and we're going to be talking about Elisha, and he was the protege of Elijah. Elijah was a great prophet during the reign of Israel in First and Second Kings, and he was an amazing prophet, and many miracles came through this man, Elijah. But his protege, Elijah, that's who we're going to be talking about in Second Kings chapter 6. Well, let's get started right away. I'm starting in verse 8 of chapter 6. Let's see what the Lord does with the scripture. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up camp in such a place. The man of God, and this is talking about Elisha, the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. So this was one of the giftings that Elijah had, he could tell what was about to happen because God gave him word in his heart and he knew he could trust it. And he would tell the king of Israel when his enemies were coming against him. But look in verse 11. This enraged the king of Amram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me which one of us is on the side of the king of Israel. 
None of us, my lord and king, said one of his officers. But Elijah, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. This is an amazing story of an amazing man who took refuge in the Lord. He was powerful in God. He asked at one point in the story before this whole scripture, when he was anointed to become the protege of Elijah, he went to Elijah and said, Elijah said, you're about to go and leave me. I need the same kind of power and anointing that you had in the Lord. Elijah was pulled up from the Lord. He never died. He went right up in the heavens. The Bible said he went up just like Jesus did in the heavens. And he said, well, if you'll stay with me, and watch me as I go up into heaven, you're going to have that same double portion. And everywhere you go, you're going to have miracles upon miracles, and you're going to be a spiritual blessing to the people because you're going to be a mighty prophet. So this happens to him. So now he finds that Elijah is gone, and now he's dealing with the king and helping the king stay away from his enemies and giving him a good word, a word of knowledge, a word of understanding. And this prophet was dead on. Every time he said something, it came true. Every time he prayed, God answered. And so this is a man that was a God man. Now listen to verse 12. None of us, my Lord, said one of his officers, but he says, this Elijah, he knows what you're saying in your bedroom. Well, this infuriated the king of Aram. He was so mad because he wanted to just take over Israel. He wanted to destroy their kingdom. And in verse 13, he says, go find out where he is so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. His servant, Elijah's servant, said, what are we going to do? Look at all these military people. They're coming to kill us. And Elisha said in verse 16, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I want you to underline that in your Bible and remember this every time you get in a tight squeeze, a tough situation, that God is with you and he will help you. Now, let's go to verse 17. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. So he saw thousands and thousands of angels with chariots and fire ready to do battle against the natural military of Aram, the enemy. Remember what he said. He said to his servant, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Let me ask you, friend, where are you at today? What in the world are you going through? Maybe the worst time of your life. And it is a crazy time right now, and people are afraid in many ways. But you don't have to be afraid. Call out to God, and you'll see that He'll answer you. Now let's go back to our lesson and our scripture in verse 18. As the enemy came down toward Elisha, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike this army with blindness. So God struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, This is not the road, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you're looking for. And he led them to Samaria. Now, here's what you've got to understand. They're looking for Elisha. They're blinded now, this whole army. Think about 20,000 men being blinded 
and they can't see anything, and the very man they're looking for is leading them into the enemy camp. Now, that's a miracle from God right there. That is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. Elijah said, this is not the road, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they had entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked. And there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elijah, Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? And of course, he was talking to the prophet as a Lord because he was a prophet in God. But he was giving him respect, saying, Shall I kill them? Elisha says, Do not kill them. In verse 22, he answered, Would you kill those you have captured with your sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away. And they returned to their master. So the bands of Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. Now, this is an amazing story of God. And this is what it goes with. Stand strong, take refuge in the Lord. And my very first point in this lesson is you should be building yourself up to become a man or a woman of God. Now, communication is important in that. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel. And of course, that's what he was doing. He was talking to the Lord, and the Lord was talking to him, and he had such a strong relationship with God. He had become an anointed prophet, and the Lord was giving him messages, and he was communicating with God and walking with God, and he was being blessed, and those around him were being blessed. These are some of the steps that you can do to build a strong relationship with the Lord. First of all, love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and follow the commandments. Be sure not to be sinning against God. Communicate with God. Spend time with God. Live holy unto God. Read your Bible. Pray and meditate. Talk with God. Listen to God. Have faith in God. Trust Him. Thank Him. Rejoice with Him. In other words, when you want to have a strong relationship, you surrender everything to Him. You come as you are, and you let Him transform your life by walking with Him, communicating with Him. And this should be the strongest relationship in your life. Your wife is so important, or your husband is so important, but you put God first. And as long as you put him first, then in life, in the physical, you will put your wife next or your husband next, then your family, then your friends, then your finances. It all fits together because it's sort of like a pyramid where the point's at the top and God's at the top and it's wide at the bottom. But as you keep getting closer to God, then God becomes supreme. And that's why in a relationship with a husband and wife is so wonderful and exciting when you love God and that other person loves the Lord. But you work on yourself. No matter what your spouse is doing, you make sure that you turn into that. You become the man or woman of God. Build a strong relationship with Jesus. That's the most important thing. Number two, God will use your spiritual gifts to bless yourself, your family, and others. Now, look at our scripture, how Elijah blessed everyone by all the things that he did using his spiritual gifts. And I'll turn back here to chapter 6. But listen to this in verse 9 and 10. The man of God sent word to Israel, the king of Israel, beware passing that place because the Armenians are going down there. He got a word from God 
because that was his spiritual blessing. That was his spiritual gifting. And that spiritual gifting blessed the king of Israel and the inhabitants of Israel because he was looking out for them. He used his spiritual gift for good. And that's what God will do when you become a God woman or a God man. He will use your spiritual gifts to bless others. Number three, know you will have adversity if you follow God. Now, 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come upon you, as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of His glory. Now, not everything that happens to us is good. But God works together all things of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So, yes, we can be in a trial, but God will get us through. And if you'll look at 2 Kings 6, 11 through 13, 15 through 18, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early that morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. See, the king had gotten so mad at him that he was going to kill him. And so his servant, when he saw that the whole city was surrounded with these men because the king of Aram sent the military out to kill Elisha. And of course, that brings me to my next point. God will make a way every time for you. And every time he does. It's just amazing. We are responsible for things that happen to us to a point. We have to work hard. We have to be a good person. We have to be holy unto God. We have to have relationship with Him. We have to take our refuge with Him. But even in our weakness or even in our own natural strength, we're not very strong. But God makes up for that. Listen to what happens here. Now, Elisha didn't have a military. He was just a prophet, a man of God, but he was surrounded by a natural thousands of men military. And what was he to do? Well, he did the right thing right away. Remember, when you stand strong and take courage in the Lord, take refuge in the Lord, God will make a way for you every time. Listen to what it says. In verse 16 of chapter 6, it says, Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elijah's eyes were opened to the strength and the possibilities and the understanding that God is a protector of those he loves. And he could see those angels all around the hills. But for his friend, his servant, he said this prayer for him. And Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The angels had come. The military of God had come and they were going to strike and strike hard and strike fast and win the war against this natural army. But they didn't have to because Elisha prayed again and he said, strike this army with blindness. And so he struck them with blindness, just as Elijah had asked. So this brings me to a very big point in the message, which is, what are you going through? Whatever it is, I don't care, whatever it is, listen, God will help you, and he will be there for you, and things will work out. And maybe in the natural, you have a little idea that, well, maybe it won't, but it will. All you have to do is believe and cry out to God and trust Him, keep doing the things of God, keep being the good person, the light of the world, keep doing the right thing, and keep following Christ, and keep fellowshipping with the saints, keep going to church, keep reading your Bible, keep believing, keep believing 
when it doesn't seem possible. That's one of the things we always have to do. Keep believing when it doesn't seem possible. And of course, in this situation, it turned around immediately as Elisha prayed and struck the army with blindness. So they could no longer fight. They didn't even know where they were going. They couldn't see where they were going. And just think about that. Thousands of men Now they're at the whim of the prophet. Now the prophet is in control. That's what your enemies will be like. God will blind them, and he'll open your eyes to see the truth of the situation, and he'll help you in your time of need. Number five, in uncertain times, you can be confident that the Lord will give you favor upon favor upon favor. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about in John 1, 12, and 16 that As you become a Christian and become a child of the Most High God, it's out of His fullness that you have favor after favor after favor. Now listen to what it says in John 1, 12 and 16. Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God out of His fullness out of Christ's fullness, out of everything that Christ is, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. Now, that grace is unmerited. It's an unmerited favor. Now, of course, just through faith, we accepted Christ. We were forgiven of our sins by His washing of His blood. And on the third day, He rose again from the dead, proving He was God. And He sits at the right hand of the Father now. And now, because of what He did at the cross... We have this grace upon grace, which I call favor upon favor, because that's what grace is. It's unmerited favor. And so all through your life, if you've lived as long as I have, you can see back in your past where it was impossible, but God made a way for it to be possible. It was impossible again, and it looked really bad, but God made a way. It looked really bad again, but God made a way. And it could be finances. It could be health issues. It could be relationship issues, whatever it is. God is there for you, my friend. And so 2 Kings six nineteen through 20, it says, Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you were looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open their eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and they were inside Samaria. They were inside the enemy's camp. They got blinded by God. Because just when you think God is not there, just when you think it's not going to work, you can stand strong, you can continue to believe, put your faith in God, and get under His authority, and He will make a way as you take refuge in Him from the storm, from an army, or whatever's going on in your life. Now, our battles are mostly spiritual battles. It's always the devil trying to tell you you're not worthy, you're not young enough, it's not going to work out, there's no way that you can get over this, but I'm here to tell you we serve an awesome, awesome God. Number six, no matter what the trial, God has a remedy. He's got a great outcome for you and me. In 2 Kings 6, 21 and 22, when the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, shall I kill them? They were all in the camp. Remember, I told you that Elisha led them in their blindness to the enemy's camp, which was Israel. And they find themselves at the mercy of the Israelites instead of the other way around. The king of Israel says, what should I do with them? And he says, don't kill them. Now, why did Elisha do this? Because as they just fed these guys and these guys saw the power, remember they were blinded by the prophet through God and they saw through the prophet through God. And many of them probably started believing in the God of the Bible and the Torah instead of their so-called God because 
they saw the power of this prophet. But they went back to the king who had sent the military out, and they said, don't attack this man. They have a great man of God there, and he blinded us. He sent us in the enemy camp, and they opened our eyes, and then he had a feast for us. He said, he is so powerful in the Lord, and God is with these people so powerful. Do not attempt to take them out. Do not send the military in there. This would be bad. And so what does it say at the end of this whole story? It says, so the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. I'm telling you, when they saw the power of God, when you take refuge in the Lord, when you take your refuge, and I'm talking about, listen, when you put everything on the table to God, you make him not a resident of your house, the president of your house, not the resident, the president of your life. When you make him the president and CEO of your business, when you make him the president and CEO of your life, and you turn away from the world and turn away from sin and walk with God in holiness. And when you do that, God blesses you from every which way, and woe to anyone who comes against you as long as you're in refuge with the Lord. Wow! And before I leave you today, I want to give you a real gift of Scripture. It's in Psalm 91. I want you to remember this, Psalm 91, verse 9 through 16. Read it over and over and over this week, because this goes along with the story I just told. But this is a personal message from God to all of us, and especially to you through me. And I wanted to give it to you as a gift for this week to make you always excited about the future. I'm saying to take refuge in the Lord. Jump out there. As God gives you the green light, you jump. You go for it. You try. You don't have to be afraid. Walk in it. If God's telling you to do it, do it. And believe that He will help you in everything you do. Now, Psalm 91 Verse 9, if you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Didn't we just read that in Elijah in 2 Kings chapter 6, that the angels were sent to help Elijah? He'll do it for you also. Look at verse 12, they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation." Well, amen and amen. Read Psalm 91, 9 through 16 this whole week. And remember to stand strong. Stand really strong during this time in the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. Stand strong in the Lord and take refuge in the Lord, and He will make a way where there seems to be no way. Well, before I go today, I just want to thank you and tell you we love you at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. You're important to us. Without you, none of this is possible. Without your prayers, 
without your gifts, without your support of this ministry, we can't carry on. This is a really crucial time for us at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams because what we're doing right now, God is opening up an opportunity for us that I want to announce, especially on this program, that we have a 30-minute TV program that has been accepted to one of the major networks in the United States. And now, God willing, in the next few months, by 2022, we hope that Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams will be a 30-minute program to inspire and encourage others across America and maybe even the globe. Pray with us on that. We love you in the Lord. Listen, thank you so much. Let me pray for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, my brother or sister in Christ, I ask, Lord, that you would make them the God-man or the God-woman that you'd want them to become, that you would fill them with your presence of your Holy Spirit, that you would give them joy where maybe there's sadness, that you would give them a fountain of happiness and joy where there seems to be sorrow right now. Father, lift them up. Let them understand that the Lord is my refuge. And when we call on you and we stay in the Most High dwelling, that you protect us and give us hope for a great future. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.